Uh, it's great to be with you again today for Central Moments. In a few minutes, I'll be closing in prayer for you, and uh, we're going to bring our needs to the Lord. But we're beginning the third week of our 40-week journey through the Bible, especially through the major themes of the Bible. And today we come to one of the most, this week, the most popular, most well-known Bible stories stories in the, uh, we, we probably heard these stories since we were little kids growing up, and that's the story of Noah and the ark. It's a dramatic story, all those animals, those floods, Noah's ark, but it's all about, unfortunately, God's judgment, and we need to come to grips with God's judgment, and yet, in the midst of his judgment, his great grace, because Noah's ark will represent, in a, in a very real way, God's salvation for every one of us. And so we're going to dive into this. Um, we, we, we go back, however, to Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve rebel against God. They have a couple of sons, Cain and Abel. And in chapter 4 of Genesis, Cain murders his brother Abel. And things go from bad to worse over the next few chapters of Genesis. In fact, it's in chapter 4 that the first overt reference to justice in the Bible it occurs, and you don't have justice until, first of all, you have wrongdoing or you have somebody who's been victimized, and justice is needed. And God says to Cain, the blood of your brother who you murdered cries out to me from the ground. So we're going to be seeing the beginning of the unfolding of justice and penalty and judgment. And by the time Noah comes on the scene, it kind of makes our culture wars today in America seem rather tame. On one side, you have this righteous man, Noah, in Genesis 6, verse 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man. He was blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So here he is. He's a family man. He's a righteous man. He's a holy man. He walks faithfully with God. No matter how successful we are, no matter what we accomplish in life, wouldn't it be wonderful if the thing people wanted to put on her tombstone someday was, he walked faithfully with God. She walked faithfully with God. There's nothing greater than that. And that was Noah. But as for everybody else, look at the contrast, uh, the next verse. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become. For all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. And so there was dishonesty, there was corruption, there was victimization, and there was violence especially. Our media today celebrates violence. Uh, The 20th century in human history was the bloodiest century of all the centuries of human history. It's like if you're a humanist, you've got to be discouraged by that. We're not going the right direction. Our world is increasingly filled with violence. And now we have nuclear arms that could wipe out the entire face of our planet several times over. And can God stay indifferent to this? This is part of the story of Noah. Can God stay indifferent to this corrupt, violent condition that marks the majority of the human race? And so, verse 13, before talking about his judgment, he does talk about his rescue. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them and I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. And then he talks to Noah about building an ark of safety for him. Judgment is coming to our world, but God has an ark of safety for you and I. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross 
all of our corruption, all of our violent tendencies were, were meted out on Jesus. He bore the penalty for our sin so that, so that something of graciousness, love, care, transformation of the heart could happen in us. And so the question is, which camp do you belong? Do you belong to Noah's camp, the camp of holiness? Or do you belong to the camp of worldliness that's described for us in Genesis chapter 6? I want to pray for you. God can help you choose the way of God's salvation today. And God can help you with the temptations you'll face today um, to choose holiness over worldliness, to not go the way of the world, even though that was the easiest way to go and the way most people went in Noah's time. But, but God's looking for righteous people. God, help our hearts. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you. Thank you. May it be said of us in the end that we walked faithfully with you, not because we're particularly strong or, or moral, but because your spirit has come into our lives and you died to forgive our sin and give us new power to, to live for you, to stay faithful to you, to love the things of you and not the things that our world loves. So help our hearts today. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.